1: Hello and welcome to Escaping Custubberus, the podcast where we rewatch, reminisce and review everything Doctor Who from 2005 to present. My name is Rich and I'm joined by the one person who always seems to talk out of her ask, not,
2: it's Amy. I wondered what you were going to refer to me as
1: this week. This, it's all I think about when watching, I don't pay attention to the episode, I'm just there like, right, what can I take from this? To turn into some way to insult Amy. Thank it's just you. how I do things. Thank you. Welcome to episode one of series two. Even though last time was kind of episode one, sort of. We'll
2: call it episode zero.
1: Yeah, we we'll call that zero, or on our file names we just put E X. Because it's like it's the special <clears throat> and Christmas or Xmas, if you want to call it that. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Now much like last time
2: <laughs> much like open, every time
1: <laughs> <laughs> much like how every time it's gonna be we're gonna open with an apology it has been like three weeks Oof. since the last podcast and sorry we do apologize um if you are listening to this podcast it means that you've most likely listened to last time and as we've said like life is kind of returning to normal but not because we've uh, in the in the interim between, the last podcast of this one uh, the Northeast, which is where we're based uh, went into its own little lockdown and now the UK's back in everything's God on fire again it's all those town students that we sent back to university so we can use them as a scapegoat to blame them when the second spike comes thank you Tories thank you Boris <sighs> uh, so, but we're not here to talk politics we're not here to talk about that but yeah we've uh We've had um, life come in and and get going. Last week, we were going to do the podcast and then the internet for the entire estate where we live went down.
0: Just completely
1: died. What time was it? About six o'clock, seven o'clock? It was literally like just after I'd finished work or something. And uh, we were about to... We'd just come downstairs to make dinner and then watch the episode and then start recording and then... Kaput. The whole internet went down and then BT were like, hey, it's going to be 1am by the time it's back up again. And it's like, well, I guess we'll not... Not do the podcast
2: And sadly That is the only night We can really do it now
1: (laughs) Yeah Based on how things are We can only really record The podcast on a Wednesday night So That's why we're doing it Yeah On Wednesday night But obviously when the internet Goes down we can't And you might think Hang on but you guys live In the same house Why do you need the internet And the answer to that is Is the way that we record this Is we both sit in our own rooms uh, On Discord Recording our own microphones Because the first episode Of the podcast rose You might have listened to it's a bit echoey because Mm -hmm. we're both in the same room and it just didn't work so So we call each other on discord yeah we literally sit looking at each other on the webcams when we're literally a wall apart hang on i want to see if you can
2: oh you definitely heard that
1: yeah i might i'll probably just mute my mic if i remember to do that i'll just i'll mute my channel on the edit for this you can just hear what amy can hear from her mic yeah um so yeah we're, we're literally next door to each other but this is how we record it hence why we couldn't do Uh, the podcast last week. Thank you, Internet. So apologies for the long wait. We are back. Welcome back to Escaping Gostaburus. Welcome to Series 2. It's time to go back to New Earth with our 10th Dr. David Tennant aired on. I need to scroll down my screen. Are we into 2006 now? The 15th of April, 2006. So about a year after the airing of Series 1, unsurprisingly, written by Russell T. Davies, Uh, we're going back to New Earth. Hey! So we, we open this episode with Tennant in the TARDIS doing his thang. Oh, beautiful shots. Up, playing with his balls.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. He,
1: he does. The shots he, of him, like, does.
2: the shots of his trainers walking in with the beautiful blue light and just like. oh, I just love that opening sequence. It's like, yes, give me all of the sexy new Doctor.
1: I think it's just, it's like showing him at the TARDIS, the first thing you really see of the, the series. The special is. Kind of uh, not an anomaly, but it's like you shouldn't treat it like the beginning of his mm-hmm. era, like because it kind of is, but it's more of the handover. Yeah. So he, this is him and the TARDIS, and this is the the, the production team and the writers and the, the whole the whole show saying, "This is show him off your new. This is your new Doctor. This is him at the, t- the the TARDIS. You can see him flying it. You see, he knows what he's doing. He is the Doctor. Get used to it. Yes. And we, we cut outside to the a very very brief. Uh, thing with jackie and mickey um i wonder when they filmed that yeah i was
2: just thinking the same thing because it's such a short scene
1: they probably waited until um the recording block for perhaps uh i'm trying to think of what it would be because obviously Mickey does bore the TARDIS
2: unless they did it in uh, the last it's series in, oh it would
1: have been in school re- school reunion I'm thinking I'm thinking of the episode when they're back on earth in present day so maybe that's when they recorded it or maybe. could be towards the end of the series when there's, there's a point at the end of the series where they're in like a playground mm. um, in Army of Ghosts and it kind of looks like a playground there so maybe, maybe they recorded it then it depends on what the, the shooting and release schedule was like really but yeah there's they a might very, have done it during scene. series one no because
2: it's a very, a good very point. short scene. That's a
1: good point. Tennant's not actually there. They maybe no. recorded it during the uh, Christmas special? Nah. Mm. I don't Who think knows? So. Anyway. Not that it matters. Very, very, very very short scene with Jackie and Mickey, and it's, you know, Rose getting in the TARDIS with her bag and her coat and all of her stuff. And the Doctor doesn't even make a comment. I thought he'd be like, what, are you staying He's staying the night or something. like cash. So many companions just jump on the TARDIS without any stuff. Mm And then there's Rose all packed up and ready. Yeah, that
2: is the one thing I noticed. Like, Rose does that a lot. She packs, like, a lot. There's
1: just, like, the TARDIS has a wardrobe. We see it in the Christmas special. And it's always always implied. It's like, assumingly, the Doctor's just got... Like an entire Primarch in the TARDIS <laughs> that any any companions could just walk into and be like, Oh, I'll have one of them, please.
2: Maybe. Like but could you imagine like the
1: doctor just picking up clothes or just buying clothes for the TARDIS? Or maybe the TARDIS just makes them.
2: Or or separate opinion thing. what's the word I'm looking for? Theory. Um yeah. Maybe it's all of Rose's clothes that she gets that gets left behind. When she gets left on the parallel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. It's just, companion, <laughs> just companions past. It's like, hey, you're wearing Polly's clothes. Oh, she's dead. <gasps> probably. I don't know what happens to Polly. Hey, lol. It's, it's, maybe it's the TARDIS absorbs
2: it and just seamstresses out something new.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> a sewing printer the TARDIS has. Uh-huh. One you can plug your Game Boy into because that was a thing back in the, uh, the 90s. Oh, my God. Anyway, so that particular scene is very very quick thing something i want to point out when rose says goodbye to mickey now mickey throughout this entire this little section he's got a face like a slapped ass understandably a rose is going away again b eccleston's gone and
0: (laughs) somebody said in the
1: comments on the last episode is this series going to just be you guys simping on david tennant if so can it be 65 percent or more Yes. Yes. Tenants here. He's looking <laughs> hot. He's a bit of a snack. I'd like to take a, a bite bit out of, of him a please. A bit of a snack? He's the whole bloody meal. He's like an entire buffet. He's a buffet of a man. <laughs> He's a buffet of a man. My <laughs> goodness me. So Mickey's pretty Mickey's pretty pissed that this is the case and um he, you know, he kisses her and she seems very excited. Oh, I'm back off with the Doctor again. And Mickey's, you can see that he's hes sad. We talked about this during um, Boomtown and also Christmas Invasion. Just like, Mickey hates this life. He really does. We do get to see more of Mickey and how he evolves this series. So look forward to that if, you, if you've if you not seen it before. Um, but there's a point right at the end, just before she jumps back at the TARDIS, where she kisses him or they kiss. And then Mickey says, I love you. And Rose says, "Bye."
2: Yeah, it's a bit awkward because I mean I turned to you, didn't I? And I was like, "Wait, did they are they back together? Like are they like, still are a, they couple? a couple? Like did they ever re become a couple?" Like- it
1: feels it feels like Mickey will wait for Rose. Oh, forever. He's not gonna get uh, a Rory the Roman kind of scenario, but he will wait. But he will wait. But Rose just sort of she kind of pies him off. Like it, it, does feel like she sorts of uses him. Like when she's back, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's Mickey, yeah. And Mickey, and Mickey in in the 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 stupid side of him, or the side that we'd probably turn around and be like, Mickey, you're literally being Mickey the idiot. Yeah. You need to stop chasing after her. We all know somebody that's that's been like that with with people. It's like just leave stop. them alone. Stop going back to them. But more um, to the point, he's only
2: nineteen. Like I mean
1: i a, mean there'd be 20 now okay
2: 25 whatever a that's gonna make him a bit for full for love but b you're 19 slash 20 go out get a hot chick get over it like get,
1: like the, the pubs are still open it's 2006 dude. you've got 14 years till the pubs close at 10 like just <laughs> get out there and get, out get there and your... some
2: catch a goat you a... pulled do you not remember that advert did you say catch a goat yeah do you not remember that advert there was no. an advert oh, what was it for it was for like i want to say it was for like maybe tic tacs or a beer or something like that <laughs> yeah don't ask but there was an advert back I'm in right, the day that said that the the literally the main line of the advert was catch a goat you've pulled because it was like a thing of get your coat
1: it was for vodafone 360 okay
2: well whatever it was for it said actually, catch you a actually now, now
1: you say that that does that does <laughs> ring a bell
2: and i so i say frequent like occasionally i'll just go hey catch a goat you've pulled and it just like it stuck with me
1: yep matey matey asks his friends for pickup lines is in a pub and he gets grab your coat you've pulled and he says it wrong and makes the girl laugh yeah uh If anyone in, if anyone who listens (laughs) listens to this podcast remembers Vodafone 360, you will know how much of a dumpster fire that service was. Mm -hmm. Because my first ever smartphone was a Samsung M1 with uh, Vodafone 360 running on it, and it was awful. It was so bad they cut it after like a year. Catch a goat, you pulled. Catch a goat, you pulled. (laughs) Mickey, I just feel bad for. He he's 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 being used, and he's so madly in love with Rose that he can't see that thankfully he does
2: eventually i'll
1: say no more about that but mm-hmm. um yeah i feel bad for him you can see it in his face like you see the way that when the tardis um dematerializes you can see there's a really lovely high shot of the of the lamp yeah and you can just see jackie and mickey just looking at the tardis and they both look distraught they're just they're like good she you know this 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 could be the last time we see her which we, mm-hmm. we just we just don't know. And the
2: thing is they don't know when she's gonna come back either because excuse me, being a time traveller, it's like, you know, she could come back in twenty seconds or she could come in. I mean that's, what, that's 20 what she years. says
1: to, to Jackie at the end of uh I'll see World you in War five three, seconds. It? I'll see you in ten seconds. Yeah, whatever it is. She says ten seconds and just walks inside looking distraught and Mickey goes sits on the bin again because that's what you do. <laughs> Cash. Like
2: as a it's, it's, trendy nineteen year old lad, you sit on bins.
1: Yeah, it's like they didn't need to have that whole thing in to say, you know, well, here's here's the reintroduction to, to Mickey and Jackie and stuff like that. They, don't, they didn't need to do that, but they did.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't just know, I think it was quite a nice Oh, no, it's, it's, it's
1: like they could have easily just had it be that Rose just comes in through the front door. Mm. Like, they could have just cut the whole section out and, like, she's here with a bag, Tennant's got the TARDIS all warmed up and ready to go, and off they go. But they still made the effort to shoot this thing as we said at some weird arbitrary point in the shooting schedule because they wouldn't have done all of that just for this episode they'd Mm -hmm. have done it in in another block Um, and yeah they they put that in to reiterate that Jackie's probably still not sure she's obviously after Christmas Invasion she is a lot more uh, welcoming of the Doctor she likes him a hell of a lot more yeah but she's still not sure I I think she
2: kind of is almost like resigned to it now because she turns and walks away far before Mickey does
1: I think maybe it's just like, it's out of my hands now.
2: Yeah, like I'm, I'm her mother, I can only anymore. tell her so many times. i
1: you know, I've been through the pits of hell. I've had the, you know, did you say I've had the pits of hell in my li- my own living room at one point? Something yeah, like Christmas that. Invasion maybe I'm not sure. Towards the end of the series, I think it is actually it's in the chip shop or something during passing of the way. She's like the pits of hell in my living room, and Lord knows I hate that man, but now I yeah. don't because he sent you home to me. So, yeah, that that's that's how that opens and it just makes me sad to think of Mickey but I anyway. sort
2: of I don't know I sort of glossed past it almost in like a weird way the oh. only thing I questioned so was this like this is how
1: you treat your boyfriends boy, then Amy
2: I mean only you the rest of them are fine <laughs> Hey, if you're going to call me a thing every week, I get to say that you're not my only boyfriend. No, I'm joking. That's really weird. <laughs> let's not go down that road. here
1: first, folks. Amy is two-timing. I'm really not. Is it one of you? Is it one of you in the cut? Com- no, I'm not going to talk about that. No, let's <laughs> right. not.
2: Let's move on. Let's
1: move on. So, New Earth. New, 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 Earth. It's the year 5, Somebody count and that and tell me if that was
2: 15 times.
1: Shut up. <laughs> um... <laughs> He's like it's the year 5 billion 23 i mean actually tenant says wrote right for the sting before the titles was like we're well, further than we gone before and then you said but they've gone to the end of the world it's like yes amy this takes place after the end of the yeah, world yeah
2: and i just sort of forgot that i think if i'd have watched the 5, next 15 5. seconds, 5 seconds 5 of the episode slash
1: apple slash 26 is before the year 5 billion 23 so so yeah.
2: wait they go through a whole weird ass numbering system of point something in, Apple 26 in, in just one. to turn around and go 23
1: yeah, like Eccleston is maybe he's just him showing off, but I, I, there's there's definitely been other times when, um, there have been like weird arbitrary things in numbers, mm. and yeah, that's what uh, Eccleston says when they arrive on platform one five point five slash Apple slash twenty six five billion years in your future, and then Tenner just like, is the year five, 5 billion twenty three. <laughs> And it's like, cool. I can't bro, be bothered with fine.
2: all that apple rubbish. Apple grass. Oh, so apple, apple have taken over the universe, guys.
1: Oh god! <laughs> just <laughs> and they they recreate this. They remake this episode now, and rather than it be like the green moon on the side of the building, it's just Tim Cook's face.
2: <laughs> I was thinking, instead of grass, it's just like, um, <laughs> AirPods just sticking up through <laughs> the floor.
1: Apple pencils. <laughs>
2: Great. Pen pineapple and apple pen.
1: <laughs> this podcast is over. I'm, we've we've gone. We've gone back to peak twenty what sixteen means filled
2: with nostalgic crap
1: today. <laughs> Out of all the nostalgic crap you go for, you go His for pen pine pineapple apple flipping, apple. Pen. flipping pen. <laughs> really?
2: Uh, that was great though. You oh. got to be honest. Anyway.
1: It was not bop. Anyway, um so yeah, they're they're looking over the uh over the 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 bay, whatever, looking at New 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 York. If that was 23, then
2: No, you're looking for 15 actually. Is it 15? 15. It's technically the 15th New York, so that would be New 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 York.
1: Oh, whatever, right. Yeah, whatever. Um, See, they're looking over the bay, they're looking at that, and it's like, okay, something's going on. There's this weird bloke with, like, weird patterns on his face looking at a crystal ball, and there's something in the grass with a red eye, and it's sneaking up on them. And then they instantly ruin the surprise Mm -hmm. by showing that it's a spider from End of the World.
2: Yeah, could have done without that, because it could have been, like, the mystery. I mean, admittedly, they reveal that it's Cassandra-like. Maybe... I don't know, a minute and a it's half later. It's not necessarily,
1: it's not necessarily, yeah, it's not like a huge build-up, but it's like they could have at least not ruined it from the off.
2: I suppose. I don't know whether it's kind of like a, oh, I recognise that, but where do I recognise that I mean, that it,
1: de- it depends on how much people are paying attention, because in reality the spiders aren't that prevalent throughout the world. It's much no. more of like a, a character study and like stuff between Jabe and the Doctor and Rose and Cassandra. Well, I kind so you of see feel spider's like... bits and bobs. So so, so, so yeah, I'm sure some people are like, hang on a minute. I recognise that from last series, but I can't pinpoint where. Yeah. Whereas for us, we're just like, I mean, obviously we, know, we knew it was Cassandra anyway. Yeah. But like looking at this from a perspective of what if you were watching this for the first time, but you've watched series one, which you should do, don't skip nine. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a spider from End of the World. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. And then when you hear a voice, fair enough, and then you see her face, fair. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that it's a spider, literally there's like two or three shots that just didn't have to be yeah there. they could
2: have just done the red eye thing
1: do the red eye we don't know who chip is kind of like how in um uh, bad wolf they show the shots of the daleks eye stalk or you see the reflection of the spheres yeah when the controller gets teleported there mm-hmm. and again if they didn't show it in the next time trailer that'd have been more than enough for people who know the daleks to go oh my god it's the daleks and other people who maybe not aren't as dorky like us to go oh actually, excuse me like you
2: I'm not as much of a dork as you are.
1: Not about Doctor Who, anyway. You are trying so hard to not be a dork about Doctor Who, and I'm disappointed in you. I'm not trying so hard. You are a dork about Doctor Who. Don't Don't be ashamed of who you are, Amy. I'm not
2: ashamed of who I am. I'm a nerd and proud.
1: Good. Correct answer. I've always
2: been a nerd. I was the nerdy kid at school who always did their work.
1: I genuinely... Right. At school, we always... Like, everyone talks about their... They have their phases... They have their chaff phase, they have their goth phase, they have their rap music phase, and genuinely, I feel like I'm the only person <laughs> who's never, ever had a phase other than just being a gigantic dog Nerd. Exactly. Even
2: when you were younger, I didn't, young, your I didn't dad have to I didn't a you chaffy dork. phase, I didn't
1: have a heavy metal phase. I'm just like, I do ballet and I like Doctor <laughs> Who
2: not just ballet you do tap and contemporary as well i
1: do tap as well yeah i did, did look <laughs> actually i did ballroom i did jazz i did loads well i sound sarcastic i'm deadly serious no, you're serious um, but yeah i that was that was me at school there was no phases for me i was just i, was I just did
2: have a, a slight wear more makeup wear ugg boots wear hoop earrings phase but i wouldn't say that i was like a super chav like <laughs> i was chav, that's trying, trying hard to be liked Because not a lot of people liked me.
1: (laughs) Understandably. Hey, that's
2: mean. I'm sure not a lot of people liked liked you you too.
1: Everyone looked. No, they didn't. Yeah, exactly.
2: So I think it was more of just a, hey, I think this is trying to be cool. And then I promptly grew out of it. And then realised that actually what I was was a giant nerd. And that is fine. And I think I realised that when I discovered I liked poetry.
1: Oh yeah, you, you can't really be a poet. I, I do. It does occasionally come back to me that you used to do a lot of like spoken word stuff. Mm-hmm. That was anyway. Moving on. So we go to the uh, the hospital. The uh, the new. I think it's just called, like a new Earth hospital. It hasn't got a name. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, I'm going to double check this. I was going to say. Uh, sisters of plenitude, obviously, mm-hmm. is the, oh, the of, cats the, the cat people yeah it's just the, the new New York hospital I guess fair uh, which looks remarkably like the lobby of the Wales of the Cardiff Millennium Centre mm, surprise <laughs> um, surprise yeah it's like um, I, I guess still I, I think I might have mentioned this on the pod I can't remember exactly but back in um, 2007 uh, if you if you watched CBBC and Blue Peter religiously like I did
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, growing up 2007 was my first year of secondary school and that year they did a competition called my movie and they did like a a sort of watered down sort of variant of the competition like the uh, the, uh, like two years after but it wasn't the same level as it was when they first did it in 2007 and what they did is the bbc came out to various places all over the country to with a camera and you would go and you would pitch a film idea and this was obviously before the time where you could just record it on your phone and send it in mm-hmm. to the BBC. They literally had to come out, so they came out to Blackfriars Theatre in Boston. They came to dan-
2: Boston.
1: They came to Boston. So where God, I they were dance passes? they came there. I know. It was like <laughs> I, I remember because I was I was obsessed with filmmaking and stuff. It's one of the things that you know. It's one of the reasons why I pursued uh, media at uni and mm-hmm. hence why now I'm working at WhatCulture. So. Um, that's what I pursued. That's what I was passionate about, and I did this competition, and I pitched a film idea, and yeah, they, they came to Boston. It's like oh, good, well, I don't know how far I have to go to get to the, get to this BBC thing. Because no, no, I'm going go to Boston. It's the middle of nowhere. Who cares about mm-hmm. this place? And yet they came to Boston. So I went there, and did that, got through to the next stages, and that ended up in me going to Cardiff uh, on the May the fifth, two thousand and seven. It's the day after my birthday, um, and we went to the Millennium Centre and we shot. We got into put into groups and we got we had to shoot short films oh, cool. over the course of a day. Uh, and Gethin Jones was there. Because there were four locations they did it. I think it was like Who? London, Cardiff, Manchester and Edinburgh or something. Or Birmingham and Edinburgh. Who? Gethin Jones. Who? Did you watch Blue Peter? Yeah. Gethin. He was Welsh.
2: I don't remember.
1: Right, okay but he was there and we we shot we shot stuff there and when the Doctor and Rose walk into the the entrance of the Millennium Centre there's a shot of Rose with a stairwell behind her and I'm like that is literally up those stairs to the left there was a big ass room that had loads of IMAX in there and that's where we went and we had all of our talks and we edited our films in there and we just shot the films in the Millennium Center, you go up those stairs and you go, like, I think it was to the right and you kind of go all the way along that massive room. There was like a bar at the end and that was where we shot our film. Cool. Um, Can you remember so what like, it was? That. Yeah, we did this, um, we did this, uh, we did a horror film. I think, we had to pull, I think we had to pull things out of a hat. Oh. If I remember, I think we had to, I think we got what, like a genre. genre and then we got a couple of props right. and we got, we got, I think the horror and then a plastic cup and some maggots So at least they're the things I remember specifically. Oh, like fake magazine yeah, obviously. obviously and we had we had um we had this girl wear this we had she had a bluetooth microphone obviously out uh, this is 2007 it's like that's like cutting edge wow. stuff. So. but it was it was like you know those like old school like phone ear pieces that were like really big yeah, yeah. That you had you clip it to your ear. it was like that it was massive this huge bluetooth uh, microphone and we shot with a very uh, relatively good camcorder not like a mm-hmm. super cheap one but it was an all right one and it had this girl will get this phone call and she takes a drink and she pulls a maggot out of her mouth well she didn't pull it out of her mouth she had it in yeah, her hand yeah. she pretended to take a swig and then she looked down and the maggots are spelled with the word die on the <laughs> table <laughs> and then she ran and we, we literally filmed this girl like running from one end of the millennium center to the other and then she ran past me and another kid and both of us were obsessed with youtube right And we, and he told me what his YouTube channel was. And to this day, I have never found it. So if you went to, if you went to my movie in Cardiff and you were this kid who chatted to this short little pipsqueak with long hair who couldn't (laughs) shut up about Doctor Who, that was me. Um... And she ran past us, like, she ran in between us and we were, like, chatting and stuff and we'd, like, fly out the way. And then she ran into a lift and inside the lift was a girl with his hood over her head with maggots on her face oh. and she was the person doing that. like... The, she, like, ran, tried to run away and ended up running straight into the villain of the week. And the best thing about it was is we realised when we were filming, because we had, like, a set time to film and then a set time to edit, mm-hmm. we didn't film a screen. So what we had to do oh. is we had these old like imac g1 g2 like a really old imacs um not like the fat there was some of the first flat screen ones and we we used the really crap microphone that's like next to the webcam oh dear and we ha- we got this girl over and we we're like can you just record a scream for us and so like literally in the middle of this big room with all these groups of kids editing their videos <laughs> this girl <laughs> just proper like i <sighs> just screams screamed enough. as loud as she could so we could have a sound file. And we because we couldn't just transfer it to the other group, because each group was... like There were like, I don't know, five or six groups that made films. And then each of those groups split into two. Ah. And there were two edits of each film. Right. Um, and we watched all of them. So we watched both versions of each film back to back when it came to the end of the day. And the other group looked over to us like, holy crap, what was that? And then realised, oh no, we need that as yeah, well. Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> so get a so again. And did it again. <laughs> and we still didn't give anyone any warning that we were going to do that. And somewhere... I obviously don't have it with me. I, I feel like I know where I last saw it, but it was something that I had during university that I don't seem to have now, and I hope I haven't lost it forever. There is, I do have a DVD with those films on. No it, way! But I've, n- I still can't find it. Oh God! One day we'll have when, to I'm, take when I'm home, I'll have to, I'll have to see if they can fish out this DVD because I, I feel like I know where I last had it during uni but the thing I had it in at uni I don't have now oh, man. but I know that I took some bits and bobs from that box and I still have some bits here in fact I still have my my blue peter badges and the t-shirt I got with my movie god, I, I really still have hope it in my drawer it. right now but yeah I had this there is a dvd with this film on it and I am what 12 years old oh my
2: god long hair richard
1: like danny jones and Rookfly, cuz that's why I grew it <laughs> making a film in cardiff and so yeah, that was in the Millennium Centre. That was literally the, that lobby thing that the Doctor and Rose walk into. That was literally right there. That's cool. And there's a picture on my parents' kitchen wall back home of all of us sat in front of the the waterfall mm-hmm. that the TARDIS lands in front of, the one that the Torchwood, you know, the, the flashy entrance to Torchwood is. There's a photo of all of us in front of that with Geth and Jones from Blue Peter. Cool. And i i cherish those memories i didn't get to the final Uh, a friend of mine from boston who also auditioned for it in boston uh who i went to school with he got to the final um i didn't
2: sad face you're obviously just crap
1: i'm obviously not good enough (laughs) my 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 performance in that two seconds in that film were absolutely terrible so i uh i yeah but yeah that's that's that little segue to i'm sorry. that little five minute segue (laughs) It's been like 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> But that That was something I did in 2007 um, in, in Cardiff It's the only time I've been to Cardiff so far I've still never been back
2: Oh we, me and my sister so, Went to the Doctor Who exhibition Funnily enough
1: You see I went to the Doctor experience With my with my ex In London When it first opened mm-hmm. there So we went to the OG Doctor experience yeah. And it still had mm-hmm. the whole um, <laughs> 3D thing With the yeah. Looping Angels And Fly the TARDIS But this was back when It was Matt Smith's First TARDIS Right the one that looks like a set out of something from CBBS.
2: oh yeah <laughs> still,
1: I still stand by that opinion I like uh, it Yeah, I like anyway, it anyway so yeah they, they get to the we're <laughs> like halfway through oh my god and we've already just got to them getting into the, the hospital whoops <laughs> get to the hospital doctors talk about a little shop and they do the lift thing which is brilliant yeah um, the disinfectant thing and it's just Bit of fun, mm-hmm. bit of slapstick silliness. I love the of, uh, way that
2: he like has to try really hard to not be shocked when the water hits him because he kind of does like a little flinch. jolt. And he's like, yeah. and then he's like, no, nope, I need to be acting, I need to be acting. Whereas she can just go all out and be like, ah.
1: It's almost like a did they not tell Billy Byer that That's this what was I was happening. wondering.
2: Did they tell her it was going to happen? Or did they just, well, obviously they would have told her like the, the scene because they needed her to know like what Maybe was going on. Maybe they didn't when. tell her when it was going to happen and they just kind of went. So happen. getting in here, we're going to spray you with water but we're not going to tell you when everybody went okay do we'll it.
1: count you down in five and then just do yeah. it Yeah, because then that reaction from her would have been genuine mm-hmm. but yeah Doctor goes up to War 26 because his psychic paper is calling him uh, pretty iffy tracking on the shot when he flips open the psychic paper because the, the writing starts Move, writing like, when yeah. he moves it and you can see the tracking is ever so slightly off eh, on that shot it's 2006
2: anyway. what are you going to do
1: there are multiple instances of pretty shite CGI in this, so we'll uh, we'll get to those. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get to those. Um, and Rose goes down because obviously Cassandra is. What Sh- is I'm sorry, is she what now? <laughs> you made that dirty, Amy. <laughs> Honestly, Rose
2: descends in the lift.
1: <laughs> Rose descends to the depths huh? to go meet a go meet a man about a trampoline. <laughs> Oh, dear. So, yeah, she's back down there and we have the banter between her and Cassandra. The whole thing about uh, Cassandra having been, you know, torn apart and talking at her ass, and those kind of... There's so much wordplay. Oh, my God, I love that, that whole because sequence. Because there's a point, there's a point when, when the doctor and Rose are walking into the hospital and Cassandra's there, like, sort of quibbling to herself. And um, she's about to say, bitch, and then it just cuts back to the Doctor and Rose, and Rose says, "Bit rich, isn't mm-hmm. it?" Or something. Mm-hmm. So obviously, lots of wordplay, and then the same thing happens. Arthur, uh, you're talking about your ask not, mm-hmm. like so much stupid humour, pure humour. I just humor. love it. T- That whole bat- is doing his thing.
2: between Billy Piper and Zoe Zoe Wanamaker. Is that her name? Yeah. Zoe Wanamaker. Uh, between yeah. Rose and Cassandra is just brilliant. Like that whole sequence of them like back and forth in, and Rose is like. I like the fact that Rose is super confident in that scene as well. Like,
1: Yeah, I mean, she's, she's been on, you know, so much. We don't really know the time frame. Like you were saying right at the beginning of the episode when we were watching it, well, how long has this been since the Christmas invasion? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Because I'd she, like to think that with the Doctor going in to have Christmas dinner, he'll happily put his feet up for a two weeks. That's
2: something. what I said. They probably Molly's just wait until New Year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like, just thought, ah, I know what, Happy I'll, New I'll, Year. I'll wait off this regeneration, spend it with Rose, maybe get a cheeky uh, Sonic polish in before we, uh, before we leave no <laughs> I had to think of something that. I'm sorry and um, I made it dirty <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to say that Rose went down the list. you don't polish you made it Sonic. dirty I was coming you into this saying oh, I'll happily Sonic. polish David Tennant's Sonic I so. did
2: what? <laughs> I mean I would but that's not the point point.
1: and then we have we have the, uh, the the weird psychographed thing that transports Cassandra into Rose and interesting the fact that her trampoline skin just disappears mm-hmm. I'd love to see it just go. I just flop over. Just like
2: explode what, again. She,
1: yeah, she just disappears. They probably when she didn't transports have the budget for it.
2: it. They wasted it in series one.
1: The maybe Cassandra one explosion maybe,
2: maybe,
1: maybe the realization of how much it cost them to do Cassandra's face. Apparently, uh, as we must have talked about last time, uh, in, in on the end of the world episode of this podcast, that so much of the budget for CGI in, in series one went into the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And surely doing like um I don't know whether there was any um uh performance capture back then. Yeah. Or at least uh I think there was performance capture, but whether they got it in for Doctor Who for, for Zoe Wanamaker, I I don't know. because uh, it, it's pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't think it's bang on. It doesn't look like motion capture. But um so it must have been animating that whole sequence must have been such a pain. And maybe Russell was like, I wanna bring Cassandra back at the BBC Time and I said, Yeah, you can, but you're yeah, not getting the same budget for animating yeah. a flap skin with a face. So, and hence why the whole process of moving between people is written in. But I think it makes uh, it a good, of,
2: like, a good little. uh
1: It does give it a good it change. It, it, would be, it, it would be a bit difficult to have Cassandra try and do more from there if she can't move from mm-hmm. there. Because she's is got her.
2: The word I'm looking for makes it like a. Uh, there's a word I'm looking for. Carry on, it'll come to me.
1: Okay. Like, there's not much... Unless she's, like, taking over the hospital. Like, she's got the uh, the Sisters of Plenitude under her thumb mm-hmm. that wherever the Doctor and Rose go in the hospital, that she's always going to have some kind of presence. Yeah. she's literally stuck in the basement. She can't do anything. Trope. So that...
2: Trope is... It's a good trope. Trope was the word I was looking for.
1: Trope. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she, um... That, that, that whole process of moving into the Rose just... Keeps the story moving. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing, like, when the Doctor goes upstairs and he's in War 26 and he sees um, the Duke of Manhattan, who is for some reason British, as his, his secretary. Uh, literally the only American you hear during that whole episode is right at the end. In the NYPD, NYPD turn up and it's like, NYPD, don't move! And it's very blatantly American, but everything else is British. And, like, when I mentioned that to you, you said, oh, it could just be because... You know, I mean it's like not like split into itself.
2: America now like anymore, is it like but
1: I don't want to make a gross generalization about the Americans, but it's like they like what they're what is theirs. They do. And they are gonna stick to it. However, so I couldn't I couldn't imagine like Americans of the year 5, 23 not be being like, Oh yeah, you know, come and be with us. They'll be like, No, New however, York is ours. You
2: say maybe. They say obviously it's named like no 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 no
1: no 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 York,
2: but we forget about the fact that we have a place called york so maybe it's our new york no no there's a village not
1: far from where i where i'm from that is called new york
2: exactly so maybe it's that so So that would explain why it was was british
1: who does anyway Petrifold regression i think it's called Mm -hmm. i've always loved that 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 name of that disease Um. turning to stone it sounds really cool it does um and then, there, yeah, there's, there's face of Bo, being all tired and stuff. Being and all old and stuff. Head full of big face. I love how
2: she's like, he's dying of old age, and then all of a sudden he's like, nope, perky again. No, I'm good. I'm good, I was just having a second wind.
1: All I needed was a good sonic polish, and I'm good to
2: go. <laughs> I was going to say all I needed was a good dump, but you said it, you know It's
1: <laughs> 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 novice hain, like... There's all that infected at the door. You've got the the Duke of Manhattan like putting all his body weight behind the door. There's just Novitay with a shovel going. I hate my job. <laughs> the face I of hate this job. just
2: constipated. That's why he was so
1: poorly. It's just there's just a shot of Novoselig sitting there, you just see face of big go. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm and good open now. his eyes
1: and it's like, oh, how are you doing, face him? Oh God, I just hit me.
2: <laughs> oh, Woo-hoo. it wouldn't escape his tank though, surely. <laughs> I just
1: like floats in like a fish poo just goes across his like eyes and it's like you just see that and hear a <laughs> nurse <laughs> I need a clean
2: I need a sieve you... <laughs> not the same fetch the net Let's fetch the sieve we've got a floater <laughs>
1: she pulls out a clipboard like right no more fiber for you big boy (laughs) for those of you who can't see amy which is all of you she is crying (laughs) it's amazing how this like we've reached this point where we, we have this podcast where we talk about Doctor Who, and we've got, like, we start to go off topic, and for some reason today, it's gone to the face of Bone Crapping himself in his own little tank. But where would it come from? <clears throat> Is it, is, is it like the, the goddamn... I think it's the cacodemon in the original Doom games. When it turns away from you, the sprite has got like a hole on its butt I reckon, and it's like the back of its head. I was going to say, well, that
2: would, I reckon down the back of the face the of Bo's head it's just a big bum crack.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> the question for you comment section and people on Twitter. At WhoCulture, hashtag EscavenGasturbara so you can see the spelling <laughs> of the title. How does Miss... I
0: was going to say, how does Mr. Bo... <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, God. How does
2: the face of Bo poop? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what we want you to answer for us. The 10 biggest unanswered questions we've got today. <laughs> how hope. does the face of Bo poop? Number two, who really is this timeless child? <laughs> number one, how does the face of Bo go for number two? <laughs> uh,
2: and the thumbnail is just a big arse next to the face of Bo's <laughs> head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or I just get the poo emoji and Photoshop the face of Bo's face onto it instead of the smile.
2: There's no just little poos all around his tank. <laughs> I'm really sorry, listeners, what has happened?
1: I, I really hope that those of you listening to this are laughing along with us and not. <laughs> like sitting there or on your walk or <laughs> on the train thinking why the hell do, do I, I listen to this? to these idiots <laughs> oh, sincerest apologies Rose comes back upstairs Rose comes back up from the depths and uh, she's with the doctor and she's acting all weird because uh, she asks Chip how does she talk old earth cockney apparently uh, hello governor apples and pears I can't Adam and Eve <laughs> um and she 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 snogs the doctor because it's like Oof. hello i'm right here <clears throat> and oh my god peter person a sexy person let me chew your face off and that's that's that initial trigger for the doctor thinking hang on a minute it's not right yeah yet. he
2: kind of looks at like i mean obviously he's in shock from being kissed yeah. but then i think he's like hang on a second rose wouldn't do this and then he's like
1: rose <laughs> is very like coy yeah and shy around me so she won't Unless she's been... To, unless there's a bar down there and she's had a couple of shots. Maybe, maybe. She's on the source and just... Unless she's a gone out and got plastered while
2: I've been up here trying to fix exactly,
1: things. Exactly, yeah. But um, actually, I've realised I've just skipped a little thing that I mentioned to you while we watched it. The scene when Rose... Is, or Cassandra is Rose and she's looking at herself in that, like, reflector. Um, she's like, you know... Sort of putting her hand down her bum. She's got her cleavage out Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Apparently they got a lot of complaints. What a uh, surprise. Back in the day.
2: That's because people Um, are prudes and they can't appreciate a woman loving her body.
1: Exactly. It's just like, oh, I can't be be doing with the idea of, oh, look, here's someone looking hot.
2: Or maybe it was because it was supposed to be like a family TV show and they thought that was too sexual.
1: Yeah, potentially. I mean... There are, there have been companions in the past who've been, I think it's, is it Leela in the mm-hmm. original, like in the, in the classic series, she, she used to wear stuff that looked pretty low cut. Most of the promo images yeah, of her was but then again, cut. it was
2: an old time, wasn't that was, that
1: was a pre, that was an older time, but at the end of the day, the idea of sex selling is oh, still something that very much exists absolutely. today. Absolutely. Um, no, it's not as on the nose anymore, thank mm-hmm. God. Uh, but yeah, that was something that got complained about, but, um, the Doctor and, uh, rose go into the, the 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 underbelly the depths the secret place of the hospital and find the uh the they're not because they're not called the flesh, cause that's that's
2: a uh, i don't know what i don't know what you call them. i mean the sisters of plenitude call him the flesh don't they
1: they call <laughs> them like just
2: flesh i mean they say like the flesh is alive and stuff or like the flesh is whatever
1: Artificially grown humans test subjects, yeah. something along those lines. And it's like the doctor like wow. obviously jumps on this very quickly. He's like, this is not okay. And we get to see this We get to see the fire from from Tenant here. Because like in, in The Christmas Invasion, he's very much Um He has those comedic moments like mm-hmm. the quoting the Lion King and he has um the uh like it's a fighting hand. He's like he's he's there in a serious situation, but he's kind of making light of it. And then you see The much more, like, blunt, no second chances sort of a man. And you get a bit of that anger with him, with Harriet Jones at the end of Christmas Invasion, and yet here, he goes ballistic... He
2: really does, doesn't he? And it almost feels kind of out of character, because, like, he never... Like, he very, very, very rarely goes that kind of mad. and uh, Yeah. I don't know whether it's because he's worried, because by this point, he's seen what the sisters of Plenitude are doing to the clones so maybe he's worried that they've done something like that to rose in which case i can
1: understand that obviously leads it to yeah i mean understandably yeah he would be very um annoyed about that because of course he would Mm -hmm. like look what they're doing so you see that fire from him straight away is really great to see it's something that other doctors in in the future i say other doctors it's more for me personally matt smith i've never yeah, seen he doesn't have that anger. anger matt smith's angry is not not angry good.
2: it's, it's not, just kind it, it's of
1: it's a bit eh. it's a bit slapstick yeah. it's a bit camp
2: um, i think it's kind of
1: always was though with his doctor wasn't it like it always was i'm not disputing mm. that but it just it never i never got that same feeling of anger from matt smith as mm, i have from david from, Tennant or Eccleston or especially Capaldi Um, and like getting to see that straight away like I'd forgotten that he gets that angry Mm -hmm. but the thing that I want to bring up while I was watching this like as we talked about this with Christmas Evasion about Harriet Jones being justified and being right obviously what these sisters of Plenitude here are doing isn't okay Mm -hmm. they've grown flesh but they've grown it in such a way that they do resemble humans Mm. Uh, which is definitely more of something that was influenced by the script and the the realistic approach to how to make this yeah. series they couldn't just do like a big blob in the floor like the nesting consciousness because look how bad that looked yeah. in episode one and also budget um, and also exactly also budget um, but like as much as it is horrid, and it's great to see the Doctor save the day and make a new subspecies of human. As for how they'd be treated out in society for being like a subspecies, that's a whole other story. Yeah. It's like Detroit become human all over again. Um, but you never know. It's in a, that, it's a, in it's a that genius
2: idea. We, like, evolved into actually decent people. Maybe they killed off all the
1: arse wipes and just you know. <laughs> I was wondering what you are going to say. I know. I there. was I'm wondering like, what I was going to say as well. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, you know, taking the disease out of one thing and putting it into another to just keep alive is horrid. Mm-hmm. But it works. Yeah. So it's like, they, you know, they are at the end of the day the uh, part, partly a villain of the story. but An accidental I do, villain? I do see a justification in what they did. Like, the, the the sisters of who don't get that kind of... It's weird, they're, kind of, they're very much a grey villain, I think. Because mm-hmm. they're... They're, they're kind of framed as villains. They're kind of framed as not villains because at the end of the day, they're also healers as well. It's not like the great healer yeah. in uh, Revelation of the Daleks because that's just Davros mm-hmm. being a dumbass. Um, they are doing something to, to benefit humanity. But and as much as they're bringing down a, an artificial species at the same time, it's clever.
0: It is. Whether it's right Very is
1: it's not. I have a question. Yes.
2: What the hell is... The point of Cassandra in this episode. Exactly.
1: That's a good point.
2: <laughs> because That's this a very good whole point. episode could have played out without her, and it would have been basically well, exactly the same.
1: Admittedly, Chip is the person that lets out the first lot of uh, test subjects. The doctor wouldn't have done that. He is. Nor would have rose. And then when they let the first ones out, that one that is the most sentient breaks the power thing to open everything. So, so the whole point kind of, of her in this
2: episode is that they needed to turn one little lever.
1: Almost. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: Because I was I sort mean, of watching it, it and I was thinking, the- is her aim, like, has she got an ulterior motive? Is her aim to bring down the hospital? Is her aim to get... I mean, obviously her aim is to get the money but why does she want the money? Like that's never explained. Is it literally? I think just it's because to... she, she
1: wants she she wants to take over Rose's body. Yeah. And just live, just get get. But out she could have done that with no.
2: anyone, like literally anyone.
1: It's almost like she could have just let. I mean, I think if uh, if she hadn't have realized when she when Cassandra went into Rose's body that she was with the doctor, she'd have just walked out. Yeah, literally. She would have just literally gone up the lift and left. But because the doctor oh. was there, she wanted to get revenge on him. She wanted to do him. I don't know. <laughs> he? Like, well, hey. Um, admittedly, I'm assuming that being a trampoline, she hasn't got any for a while. She also
2: calls herself a trampoline.
1: She does call herself by bye-bye trampoline, hello blondie. Mm-hmm. So... Because I mean, isn't yeah, there a line are, where Rose kind of says, right.
2: like, where Cassandra says, Chip attends to my physical needs, and Rose goes, I hope that means food. <laughs> I hope
1: that means food. It's also like, but if the only... The, oh, oh, God, we're going down this route again. It's like... There's only one thing that Chip could really do, mm. and it just it just goes straight through you, Cassandra. Oh no! You literally wouldn't feel it. Ugh. Maybe. How about we don't? Well, we're gonna we're gonna experience shagging a flat thing later on this series as <laughs> well, folks. Look forward to orcs. that. Oh boy, orcs. We have got a great series ahead of us. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the one thing Cassandra does is like quite literally like both sort of physically in the in the episode where she literally pushes Rose to the side, like, inside her own head, mm-hmm. like the Doctor saying, like, you're, like, pushing her away and you're killing her. That's one of the things. Like, Rose, in reality, is barely in this episode. You don't get to experience that relationship between the Doctor and Rose yet, which is something we get more next week. But in this... I would just
2: love to commend Billy Piper on her... <clears throat> excuse me. On her acting in this episode. Because... The entire—it's always—I it's, think it's always been one of those things which is really difficult to portray someone through another person. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like that person is pretending to be another person, and Billy Piper does it so well. Like I know that she's not exactly Cassandra. Like in my head, I feel like Cassandra is slightly different to how she is when she's inside Rose. But yeah. She, Billy Piper does it so much better than David Tennant and that is the one thing that I kind of um like always find a little cringy about this episode is I feel like David that Tennant might be bit.
1: deliberate though. <clears throat> I feel like that might be a more deliberate, you know, Billy, you need to take this like she's really trying to be you whereas yeah. because she's only in Tennant twice mm-hmm. and both times it's not for very long, they can just decide to make a joke out yeah, of it. Yeah, oh
2: yeah, absolutely. And I do appreciate that. Um, But yeah, I just want it like Billy's acting. Because, like, there is one point. It's really good. There's one point when I picked up on it um, where they're looking at the clones for, like, the first time. And. Rose as Cassandra says something like, oh my God, what's happened to them? And she does it in the accent, but she does it in an accent that makes it sound like, not like she's trying too hard to put it on, because at the beginning, she talks very on purpose. Like, you know, she's really trying to like force it out. Whereas when she says that line, it sounds really natural. Like that's just her normal voice. And I was like, oh, she does a bloody good job at this.
1: Yeah, she is. She's incredible in it. You can really... There is a very distinct distinction between Rose and Cassandra. Mm-hmm. As you said, tenor's not the same, but I don't think that was the idea. And it's the same with Chip. Um, oh, I love Chip. Because is
2: it is, is it is it an Irish
1: accent? In I this?
2: think so.
1: Yeah. But the actor who plays him isn't Irish. He's just a British actor. And you can hear that at the end <laughs> when Cassandra takes over his body and he just takes the accent off. And it's so like it, it's such a big distinction yeah, it's so you jarring. can really see that chip is gone <laughs> and it's it's really brilliant to see honestly um speaking of actors we have um uh what's her name i need to just oh, check oh martha's mum oh i was be an interesting one to pronounce Ow. it's adjoa ando I'm just
2: point myself in the eye adjoa, oh, I'm really...
1: adjoa Andjo, ando i can't pronounce her name uh martha's mum in series three and four I'm crying, uh, I'm sorry. Is she in series four? No, she's not in series four. In series three. Series three? Uh, Martha's mum. Martha's Wait, does Martha do two series? Oh no. And the final <laughs> episode is. Of- oh, sorry. No, <laughs> and she is in series four. I was going to say, because Martha
2: does two series, um, doesn't she?
1: Ow! Well, she's in series four a little bit. Um, Martha's mum is one of the cats. So that's that's super cool. Doctor Who reusing actors and all that Doctor charging. Who reusing actors, it happens all the time. Um, mm. So she's there too. And... So, so yeah, the, the, most of this is just a, a sort of banter thing between Cassandra and the Doctor. And you, it, it's quite a shame that we don't get to see more of the... Uh, like the way that Cassandra is with Rose when she first meets her down in the basement of the whole, you know, you killed me and this is what happened in, at the end of the world. When she goes to see the Doctor, it just doesn't... She doesn't really do anything. ...come back. It, it's quite a shame because I'd have liked to have seen that more so. Yeah, Cassandra she kind of takes doctor. all her
2: anger out on Rose rather than she the does. doctor, which realistically, the doctor is the one who kills her.
1: Doctor, yeah, Doctor is the one who's definitely more responsible but understandably Cassandra's more pissed at Rose because Rose is actually human. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, Whereas because Rose is the one that she's kind the of doctor's like just a random you were the one who was being all bitchy about you being the last human and not me so therefore... Like, <laughs> look,
1: I used to be blonde and have curves. Yeah, basically. And actual, and, and actual boobs and an actual butt. Basically, I'm jealous. And so, I, yeah, I am jealous of you. This is why, like, it's almost perfect that you've arrived here because I want to be
2: Yeah. You. And now so, I can.
1: Yeah. It's uh, It would have been more interesting to see it go that way. And then, you know, the rest of this is just like a big sort of chase yeah. through the hospital of here's all the infected. They're all getting out. They're all infecting people. The, a bunch of the nuns die. You get some pretty bad effects of them getting, being infected with the point when Martha's mum's cat, <laughs> I guess, yeah. dies. You can see that they've given her the cat's makeup and then given her the uh, infected makeup over the top. And then they, like, airbrush away the uh, cat makeup. infection. And then they reveal... Like they brush away the airbrushing to reveal the infection as she's being infected. It's almost like they've done it in reverse. Yeah. Rather than paint on the infection like they did for every other time you see that happen mm-hmm. in the episode. They do it the other way oh, around. Well. Maybe they did it that first time and thought, this, this was really work. bad. Yeah. But we, we don't have a plate of her being infected without the makeup on. So... Oh well, we'll just do we'll it just go normally with it. from here on because then it happens to the other cat while they're on the ladder oh my god that's such an that,
2: awful awful scene like that, that bit where she like such a weird, falls off the ladder and is just like plummeting to her death there's a
1: really this is just a big chunk of that whole falling process that's cut like you see her fall off and then suddenly she's like she's at terminal velocity mm-hmm. and it looks really dumb
2: because i mean also but, that's not how people fall they don't no. fall stock upright with, like, their head at the top and their feet at the bottom. You fall
0: And horizontal. stay, like, completely rigid.
2: Yeah. And, like, but she doesn't flail. She's at, like you said, terminal velocity, which would take a good amount of falling to reach also, how big that is this kind damn of hospital? velocity. And, yeah. like, no, that's just... she. No, she'd have hit the floor way before then.
1: But the makeup on the actual uh, the, the human actors is really good. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a book uh, it's not in the book that I have because um, I've got like a book of every episode from the classic series all oh, up yeah. to the end of series mm-hmm. one it's really really broken yeah. like it's literally like it's, it's the, the, the 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 dust cover sleeve is completely gone the spine of it is knackered mm-hmm. I've, I've read it a million times um, but I don't know whereabouts I saw it but there is there are pictures of the original versions of the makeup for the uh, infected and they were going to be a lot more gruesome mm-hmm. I can imagine. Like there was some like full because they meant they are basically like zombies. Yeah. Because they're going help us. <gasps> like they re- it is very much a zombie episode, um, and they were going to look more like zombies. There's a very distinct image I can picture of a guy with like almost like his lips have just like broken oh. and it looks like really gross. I mean, it's not like horribly gory.
2: But then I suppose you kind of but- almost don't really get like how could they heal that like to the point where he kind of yeah, comes back. Yeah. There's that, be but human. also
1: just. That's too scary. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. This is the you know, pre-watershed BBC. It's, so. cho-
2: it's technically a children's show. Or yeah. a family
1: show. It's uh it it's it, it's a strange one on that. But I think that I think the makeup's fine. Mm-hmm. It's all good. The ending when the doctor just goes down the elevator thing, which admittedly, compared to the cat falling, looks better. Yeah. Um But the
2: rope burns, the metal rope burns. His loins must his be steaming. His thighs would literally be torn to shreds. Like, let's not joke oh, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll pat them.
2: I mean, I will tear better. more than his thighs to shreds, but that's not the point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just cook it up a cocktail, get in the lift, spray everyone, pass it on. Yeah, it's done. kind of like... Uh, it's like, oh... Great. Okay. If all, if all they had to actually heal these these grown humans was just the stuff they already had in bags how did the cats not work it out for themselves they're clever enough to work out i mean technically
2: the reason that they had all the things to heal in the stuff in bags was because of them in the first place if oh
1: no i know but like the sisters of plenitude wouldn't
2: have needed to work it out before that opportunity and before that opportunity like when that opportunity arose they ended up dying so would
1: it be the case of maybe the maybe the amount of stock they had of this of all these chemicals and all these medicines would have just been wasted giving it all to the, mm-hmm. those the you know, but also however god knows they how many wouldn't people have known that it was tanks
2: like a almost like a contagious uh cure like if that's the kind of way you can put it yeah, like a cure they wouldn't, wouldn't have known touch. that the cure spreads by touch the same way the disease and that's does the thing like
1: when you jumped when 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 rose jumps back into the lift after everyone's healed you said why was she holding?" what was the point lever? of her and, holding uh, the lever and i was there thinking, actually you know you're right because it's never actually explained but i think the reason why she holds the lever is so she stays out of the lift because mm. the doctor does this he's not even sure like he doesn't have that moment of you don't see him think what can i do what can i do what can i do he just says novice hey everyone get me all the things tie them around my chest and we'll jump down a lift shaft um I think he's just. I think he's just having a wild guess. Mm-hmm. If he dies in there, he dies. I mean, it in could there, be to stop it's the lift stay, moving or to gonna keep gonna the lift doors
2: open or something like that. It could but. be to
1: keep the lift doors open, exactly. But I mean, the lifts is the lifts are broken anyway, so they ideally, wouldn't do anything if he just sonics them open. They should stay. It open. just doesn't really make sense. I think sense. he. I think he gets Cassandra slash Rose to stay up on top. So in case he does send all the disinfectant off, he beckons them all in. He gets infected and dies because nothing actually happens. At least rose mm-hmm. to him rose is survives. safe yeah even though if he dies cassandra would literally just that. be
2: like bye."
1: cassandra would just be stuck on top of that lift and everybody gets to her eventually or she'd just die of starvation because the whole place is quarantined you've got uh, the karen there wanting to get mm-hmm. out irrelevant of whether how many people she would infect wow it sounds so <laughs> relevant <laughs> why to is right everything
2: now. so relevant
1: wear a mask people come on don't be a Karen. Don't be a twat. Um, everything's quarantined, so it would just become like a, a self-contained quarantine zone mm-hmm. in the hospital. If the doctor didn't succeed, everything would just say shut, and that'd be yep. that. If only. But it's a bit of a... Yeah. It's a bit of an abrupt ending. Yeah. A bit, of a, a bit of a meh ending. It's an okay episode, I think. There's a lot of funny stuff, and there's a lot of cool stuff, but it's not...
2: I feel like a lot of the episode it's, it's very is much just kind of episode. like humour filler. Like... Not a lot in the episode happens. They go to a hospital, Cassandra takes over some bodies, realises what's going on, they let the people loose, they cure them, the end. Like, it's not a lot that happens, realistically, that is like like some episodes where... I feel like, you know, a lot of Doctor Who episodes, yes, they could be summed up by not a lot happens, but in some of them, not a lot happening isn't the issue because a lot is said not necessarily done whereas in this one i feel like a lot is done but not necessarily said and i don't mean yeah. in terms of like physically said like obviously there's a lot of dialogue i mean like um uh words brain <laughs> come on what word are you looking for
1: there's not in, much to take like, from this uh, it's...
2: oh god i wanted to say like theoretic but that's not what i'm on about
1: I think I know what you mean. There's like there's there's not there's no like major character yeah, studies. Not a it's lot just, is like it's just event to event, event to event to yeah, event. Yeah. It's like like I said, that's why I would love to have seen said. there be that there been there have been that thing between Cassandra and the doctor. Because mm-hmm. we get a little bit of that with Rose, but if Cassandra is Rose, there should have been more between the two mm-hmm. of them. She should have kissed him and slapped him and then punched him in the dick. Because that's no, how she felt about him, dick. supposedly. Not his dick; that needs to stay pristine. But, uh, <laughs> sonic but yeah, that, needs to be polished. <laughs> that's the end of the world very quickly. Uh, JB asks, "How does New Earth Tenant's Second Episode compare to Eccleston's episode, Second Episode, The End of the World?" Ooh. That's a very good question. Honestly,
2: I feel like as I, I said, don't know whether you can compare them.
1: I, I think I think just more, not so much. Even though there's a lot of stuff that's reused, you've got this sort of era of human civilization. You've got Cassandra, you've got the face of Mm Bo. As much as New Earth wasn't in End of the World, it was basically that same era. So it kind of still feels relevant. Uh, Like we're we're back to somewhere familiar. Um, I think Eccleston's is better. Yeah. Because... It does. It explores so much Uh more. Exactly what you said, Amy. All the stuff they haven't done in this episode, they did do in End of the World. You explored the relationship between the Doctor and Rose. You explore the relationship between the Doctor and Jabe. You hear more about the Doctor's backstory in between the end of 1996 and now with the whole you're a Time Lord. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's a thing. You have the the, the genuine bitter rivalry between uh, Cassandra and Rose. You have all these aliens you just sort of see and meet and you know just get to yeah. see, you, get that sort of full face full of alien I, all in one go in the same way Rose does in end of the world. Whereas in this one, as much as you're more used to it because you're already a series in, it does feel a little less.
2: I feel like big in a way, like Eccleston's series was obviously the kind of like the front runner for like bringing back Doctor Who, like you know, and he did a fantastic job and blah blah blah. But like. Eccleston's second episode had all these amazing like things, like introducing the world, introducing this, introducing that. David Tennant's second episode kind of was the hand me down of Eccleston's second episode. There's,
1: there's so much that's reused, and it's kind of like
2: I wonder. How, I mean, obviously, I don't think David would have cared because he's still on Doctor Who and he gets his own storyline. And like you know, you don't really, you wouldn't really be sort of seeing that. Think, oh, but it's perhaps been used before. Um, yeah. You like, but it does. I don't know whether I would say that it feels like they're kind of cheaping out. But, like, I don't know. I think Eccleston's is better purely because of the setting and, like you said, the fact that it's more of a character study. The fact that it goes into more depth with, like, the kind of um, moral ambiguity of the situation and, like, those kind of things. Um, Whereas Tennant's second episode is... It's not bad, like it's an it's definitely an episode. Well, technically, that I remember. technically
1: it's Tenet's first episode because as much as he's on Christmas Invasion, he's not in really it. in that, yeah. that much. Um and technically this is episode one of series mm-hmm. two. So if you didn't see Christmas Invasion, you jump straight on with this. You will be left a little bit more behind. Yeah, you will be kind of a bit befuddled. There, as said, there's 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 nothing between the tenth doctor and Rose. There's a bit at the beginning, and she's like, "Oh, I love this." Mm-hmm. It's like, how long have you like? It does kind of feel like Rose just sort of jumps on it. It's like, "Oh, he's hot yeah. now." I've realised he's the same person, but he's hot now, so I'm all in. Now I can like him. You don't get you don't get more him, of that. It's, it's what I'm going to be looking looking for next week in Tooth and Claw. That's what I'm looking Oof. for. Is I want to see more of that Doctor Rose with Tennant be explored so much more. I'm than we can really remember, excited reality, for next week's episode. The amount of actual screen time we've had between The Doctor, Tenth Doctor, and Rose thus far is not actually that Mm-mm. much. So that's what I'm looking for. So I would say that Eccleston's second episode is much better. Much better than Tenant's. Uh, than this yeah. one. So, yeah, I don't think you'd, you'd agree. I'm super so. excited for next week's episode. I do like two. It's really more. good. But uh, final question from Matthew Keck do you think that the message given by the face of both of the Doctor next series could have gone here? And this is something I said to you is that the fact that there is a message is something that you can play up on for a while. Mm-hmm. If you're going to introduce some kind of series arc that's going to be something that may be like a big thing, something that's going to be potentially referenced again during the course of the series, it should be something you wrap up in that series yeah. you don't leave it till the next series like as I, I said this before and i still stand by this the the timeless child name drop in series 11 of doctor who because it was never mentioned yeah. again i'm almost certain that was something that was just written into sound cool as like another name for the and doctor then it and then because the fans got really like hyped on it you know arse over tit about it Chibnall went, actually, Let's wait, maybe I could do this. something with this. And, like, just if they drop a question there, if he said what the face of Bo says, which is next series, won't spoil it for you mm-hmm. here, people will be expecting that thing that was discussed or that the, the face of Bo told the doctor to be done by the end of the series.
2: Yeah. Which wouldn't happen. I think also, I think it's really good that they gave you that break between this being like vaguely mentioned by like the sister of plenitude saying like it's said that he will speak to a traveler someone alone like him to and blah blah yeah. i feel like her saying that and obviously the doctor going oh, i thought you had something to tell me and he's like lol no i've come alive again i'm off i'm off to i've had my yeah, poo we're off to there travel the world um
0: <laughs> i feel
2: like planting that early in this series and then really, really, really not mentioning it like ever again until the message is revealed in the next series is spot on because it's yeah. like by the next week's episode you've forgotten all about it really like yeah. I didn't go into the next episode thinking, oh, I wonder what that message is from the face of Boat, lol um, and so therefore it's kind of like oh, oh yeah, that was the thing Oh, there was that thing. Oh my God, there was that thing. And then it's like, oh, that was a really cool way to do that whole plot. Well done, Russell T Davies. This is why you are king.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that answers your question. Uh, no, they should they should leave it until when they actually do it. Do see the face of Bo mm-hmm. again because it's obvious. Because he says, "I'll I'll see you again for the third,
2: the time, third and final
1: time. Time when I poop and, no uh, more." <laughs> i've pooped myself out of my glass jar <laughs> it explodes and then finally right at the end uh chip gives himself to cassandra cassandra takes his body as I said the accent goes he's just plain british mm-hmm. and it's so it's so jarring mm-hmm. that it's really so clear that you're it's, it's quite weird you're looking and thinking this is that's not chip anymore. yeah it's incredible He just i love boom, him he's not as chip an anymore.
2: actor i think he's fantastic
1: he's phenomenal he's so good in it and then the doctor feels that remorse for, for Cassandra. Again, that's something I think would have been, it would have felt a lot more natural for him to tell him and be like, actually, I'm going to be nice mm. to you. If they had ex- if they had, if there were more of a thing between the doctor and Cassandra as Rose. Um, or Rose as Cassandra. But then Cassandra, again, he
2: sees say. that bit where she's quite vulnerable after they get out of the lift shaft when they're
1: climbing the ladder. And he, he reached his hand out, but I don't feel like that's in It's not. I would have liked to have seen it explored more, but it's, yeah, you're right, it is something. Mm. Um, so they then go back to the, the, that party that Rose sees on the projector at the beginning of the episode. And Chip goes up to Cassandra and says to her, you know, or Cassandra goes to Cassandra says, you're so beautiful. And they basically just dies mm-hmm. there and then. And at first I said to you, this is basically the biggest I'm going to wank myself off moment. Like, it's like going to yourself and thinking, mate, you are hot. Yeah. And then yourself saying back, thanks, thanks also me. very hot person. Yeah.
2: But then at the same like, time, like, just, I then... It's
1: such a big self-egotistical thing, but then I you... I obviously said, said to you, like, side. it's
2: kind of like, he's... or oh, sorry. Yeah, we'll refer to he for Chip because, you know... Um, it is kind yeah, of Chip. Um, yeah. He sort of said, like, he's going up to her and saying, like, you're beautiful because, A, I don't think she's ever really heard that. But, B, it's kind of like... He's he's saying it to hims herself. She's saying it to herself in like a kind yeah. of way of just being like, I promise you, no matter what you believe in the future, like you are beautiful. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. like a, a affirmation that a lot of us kind of like need a lot of the time is like no matter what the world thinks of you and no matter what you think you should be, you are absolutely fine just the way you are. And it is that kind of, like, thing of when it comes from someone else, you are, like, especially in that kind of circumstance, you're almost more inclined to listen to it because, yeah, because he said, like, no, truly, you are very beautiful. But I did have a random thought. Is that what if him saying that to her changed her outlook on life and then therefore she never ended up being the bitchy trampoline? Would that have changed maybe. the course of the future? It, it's something
1: that... Maybe the Doctor ha- allows it to happen because it's not Cassandra herself. It's somebody else with the, the mind of Cassandra. Mm. So it's not, like, touching literally herself, which would also send yeah, everything yeah haywire. But also, it's
2: kind of like... Um, um, Like, maybe, obviously, Chip was... She goes through the whole thing saying, Chip's only got a half-life, so he's bound to go eventually and whatever but maybe the yeah. reason that he goes when he goes is because of that crossing paths like maybe, maybe because she then kills but off yeah, the future y- version of herself and so that's why chip dies You're right
1: maybe maybe seeing all this stuff happen in the hospital seeing lives be so fragile mm-hmm. and, and realizing that you know i've gone on for so long you know i'm on the way out she knows she says oh he's you know he oh, he's dying yeah he's going um and yeah, maybe that is that thing that's like this is something that I just needed to hear from somebody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, I look at it one way and think, I don't like Cassandra. She's a bitch, she's just being really egotistical and telling herself she looks beautiful as whereas, whereas you look at it and think, actually
2: She's telling she, herself what she needs. She to needs hear.
1: she's telling herself what she 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 knows, she she remembers from that time of her life that she wanted to hear mm-hmm. that. So she could be that person. Which is really sweet. Yeah. But bitchy trampoline. <sighs> so
2: yeah yeah. what can you do
1: (laughs) but there we go that is about going to wrap up our first episode of series 2 technically series 2 episode 1 yeah yeah Yeah. from here on we'll just say this episode 1 somebody asked on the uh, the discord by the way there's a a discord for who culture now if you want to come and join and chat about stuff and hopefully not be difficult about things please respect everyone else's opinions please Um, then you can come and join that I'll stick a link in the description if I remember I probably will I hope I will. Fingers crossed. I might crossed. not. If I haven't, send me a tweet at pick up change toe, or you can tweet at to using the hashtag escaping EscapingCasturborous. If you've got any questions regarding next week or hopefully next week, we're really going to try and stick to it. As I said, we're really going to try and stick to it. But again, it depends what life throws at us. I feel us. like maybe we should um, just not
2: promise when we're going to release the next episode because it always ends up going But I don't want to be to like pit. that.
1: I don't want to leave people hanging, even though we have to. I promise you, we will um, always
2: try and record a, a following episode. Yeah, we
1: always do try and record. We don't just think, ah, it's true. You know, like, screw it, we'll if it ever it stops, because we do just get to We will it.
2: let you know why it has stopped. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um... We don't just try and pie it off because we just get to sit and watch Doctor Two and talk rubbish mm-hmm. for an hour. Um, if you do have any questions regarding Tooth and Claw next week, then please do tweet them to us or you can put them in the comments section below if you're on YouTube. If you do tweet them to us, you can either tweet it to at WhoCulture and some of you have tweeted me specifically, but please put hashtag escaping Custerboros or like, you know, hashtag WhoCulture if you can't be bothered to type that out just because it makes it so much easier for us to see mm-hmm. it. Because not to do some kind of like Twitter popularity flex, but if it's been like three weeks since you yeah. we last did an episode, if there are questions that you've tweeted me directly on We're Twitter, not find them. there's a good chance I might have lost them, especially with some stuff I've tweeted that have, that have sparked into some very heated discussions about JK Roding, etc. So there's a lot of stuff to yeah. scroll through to make sure I hadn't missed any. Uh, so yeah, if you do tweet us, please use the hashtag EscapeAgusturbarus or even better, Tweeted at Who Culture. Or
2: tweet not me. me if you really can't or find Amy. Who Culture. Where or can they find whatever, you? Amy. Because as much as I don't use Twitter, if you were to tweet me, I would see it and then respond. Like I do still have Twitter, I just don't scroll yeah. through it anymore. Um
1: Where do they where can they so find you? So you can find me Twitter, at
2: Ames underscore Elizabeth and I don't know why you wouldn't know how to spell it, but if you don't know how to spell it, it's A I M S and then underscore Elizabeth. Because yeah. some people don't know how to spell Ames, which I found is very weird. sure
1: (laughs) but anyway thank you all very very much for listening uh it's good to be back again apologies for the little delay we'll try and keep you better updated if we get to a wednesday and it turns out we can't record Mm -hmm. or we haven't and i will just say sorry guys we'll probably put it in the discord or like
2: tweet it or something put it on the
1: discord yeah i'll tweet it follow us on twitter at who culture but until we see you again take care of yourselves throughout all of this please because things are still going on even if you're in the uk especially especially if you're in the yep, uk who'd have thought it'd be almost a year Sp- uh, take care of yourselves wear a mask if you need to stay inside and watch more doctor who that's fine. i highly recommend you do that until we see you again take care goodbye we'll see you next time
2: bye bye
0: That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.